There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class a show for those interested in the primetime moments of everyday history. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're giving a turn at bat to one of the most overlooked classic sitcoms of the 1970s. The day was January 18, 1975. The groundbreaking sitcom The Jeffersons aired for the first time on CBS. Unlike other shows of the era, The Jeffersons depicted black characters who were upwardly mobile, a conscious choice made in response to concerns raised by members of the Black Panthers. And while the show was still guilty of perpetuating its share of stereotypes, in terms of representation, it was still viewed as a step in the right direction. With its sharp wit and provocative social commentary, The Jeffersons made a huge splash from the start. It went on to run for 11 seasons and 253 episodes, becoming one of the longest-running sitcoms in TV history. For nearly 40 years, it was also the longest-running to feature a predominantly black cast. But in 2012, the show's episode count was finally overtaken by Tyler Perry's House of Pain though The Jeffersons still has it beat when it comes to total number of seasons. The Jeffersons began life as a spin-off of All in the Family, an acclaimed and controversial comedy series from legendary creator and producer Norman Lear. Debuting in 1971, All in the Family followed the lives of a working-class white couple from Queens, New York, the loud-mouthed bigot Archie Bunker, played by Carol O'Connor, and his ditzy but kind-hearted wife, Edith, played by Jean Stapleton. The show's unique brand of edgy, confrontational humor struck a chord with the public, and after several seasons of sky-high ratings, CBS asked Norman Lear to develop several new series as spin-offs. By that point, actors Sherman Hemsley and Isabel Sanford had spent several years portraying George and Louise Jefferson, 
the African-American neighbors of the bunkers. Naturally, one of the first pitches Lear came up with was to build a new show around the characters. But Hemsley and Sanford weren't sure that was such a good idea. After all, they both had steady gigs on a hit show, and there was no guarantee the Jeffersons would catch on. The show's unusual premise helped convince them to take the chance. Instead of being set right next door to the bunkers, the show would instead relocate the Jeffersons to a luxurious high-rise apartment on Manhattan's trendy east side. The groundwork for this change in fortune was laid way back in the third episode of All in the Family. Although the character of George doesn't appear on screen, we learn that his car was rear-ended by a bus, eventually resulting in a $5,000 settlement which he then uses to open his first dry-cleaning store in Queens. At the beginning of The Jeffersons, it's revealed that George now owns five locations, and he's decided that the family needs a new lifestyle to better match their newfound wealth. The couple's arrival to high society was joyfully announced in the show's now-famous theme song, Moving On Up. Take a listen. The Jeffersons was well-received in its first weeks on the air and became the fourth-most-watched sitcom in the country during its inaugural season. A good chunk of that early success was due to the popularity of breakout character Florence Johnston, the Jeffersons' snarky black housekeeper, whom they hire at the end of the first episode. Florence wasn't intended to make regular appearances on the show, but actress Marla Gibbs was so good in the role that she was quickly made a series regular. Part of Florence's appeal was as a much-needed foil to George Jefferson. Cut from the same cloth as his former neighbor, Archie Bunker, George was intolerant, stubborn, and hot-headed. He bragged about his successes, balked at social conventions, and referred to white people almost exclusively as honkies. Florence was the only character on the show to routinely call George out for his clownish behavior, and no matter how many angry tirades he threw her way, the implacable maid always knew just how to cut him down to size. Now, what did you say needed dusting? Never mind the dusting. We could use a couple of drinks. Scotch? Fine. That's very good, Mr. Jefferson. You keep changing your mind like that, and someday, maybe you'll end up with one that works. Uh, <laughs> and someday, maybe I'll end up with a maid that works. I doubt it, because it ain't easy working in all this heat. What heat? All that hot air coming out your mouth. <laughs> The Jeffersons was a vehicle for comedy first and foremost, but in typical Norman Lear fashion, the show also tackled its share of provocative political and social issues. For example, it's often credited with introducing Primetime's first interracial couple, the Jeffersons' new neighbors, Tom and Helen Willis, played by Franklin Cover and Roxy Roker, respectively. Roker, a black woman, was married to a white man in real life as well, TV producer Cy Kravitz. And while you may not recognize their names, you're likely familiar with their famous musician's son, Lenny Kravitz. The Jeffersons also confronted other controversial subjects of the era, including racism, gun control, divorce, 
alcoholism, and even gender identity. In the third episode of the show's fourth season, George reconnects with his former bunkmate from the Korean War, only to find out that the person he once knew as Eddie had since transitioned into living life as a woman named Edie, as portrayed by Veronica Red. It was the first time a transgender character was ever featured on an American sitcom, though it's worth noting that Edie is never seen or mentioned again in the rest of the series. The Jeffersons' blend of topicality and humor made it yet another win for CBS and Norman Lear. The series ran for a solid decade, picking up 14 Emmy nominations and two wins along the way. Sadly, though, the show's ratings began to slip in later seasons, and in the spring of 1985, CBS abruptly canceled the Jeffersons without a proper series finale. In a stunning show of disrespect, the network didn't even have the decency to tell the cast they were being laid off. Instead, the news was leaked to the press, and most of the actors found out about it secondhand, including Sherman Hemsley, who learned of the show's end from a newspaper. From there, the once-beloved show could have just sank into obscurity, like so many sitcoms before it and after. But instead, the Jeffersons found new life in syndication, ranking among the highest-rated programs on cable network throwbacks like Nick at Night and TV Land. The stars of the show also went on to reprise their roles several times in the 1990s, including in an off-Broadway stage production and a series of retro-chic commercials for Old Navy. However, the most notable Jefferson's revival was an appearance made by George Hemsley, Isabel Sanford, and Marla Gibbs on the series finale of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And this is the living room. <laughs> oh, George, this place is beautiful. I'm telling you, Weezy, we can't afford it. How can you say that? Easy, he's cheap. <laughs> if I were you, I'd keep my mouth shut. Out here, there are a lot of people crossing the border to get a job like yours. <laughs> well, one look at a bald-headed miser like you, they'll be crossing right back over. As a sitcom about an affluent black family and the tensions between race, wealth, and privilege, The Fresh Prince had followed in the footsteps of the Jeffersons before it. It was fitting, then, that the show shared its finale and provided a long-overdue send-off for a trio of pioneering characters who had never gotten one of their own. As Sanford said at the time, quote, They just can't keep us down. We keep moving on up again. I'm Gabe Lussier, and hopefully you now know a little more about TV history today than you did yesterday. If you enjoyed today's episode, consider keeping up with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can find us at TDIHC Show. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, or you can get in touch directly by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. Thank you. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work.